Before we begin this episode, I have to admit something to you. When starting a podcast and when you don't come from an audio background, there can sometimes be a learning curve. Generally, I would assume a new podcaster would struggle slightly through their first few episodes while they work with new equipment and try to make their audio sound as good as possible. But, as Johnny Dingle would say, I'm not like most podcasters. And it turns out that I've been using my microphone wrong for the past 40 episodes. So, now comes my learning curve. You may notice that the audio on today's episode isn't as good as it could be. And with that said, I hope that you can still enjoy the episode that we've put together for you. Thank you for listening, and now, let's go meet some monsters. The box. You opened it. We came. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. Explorers in further regions of experience. Demons to some. Angels to others. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How I Met Your Monster, the show where we discuss the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. I'm Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And today we're flying around. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> we're flying around the city looking for <laughs> looking for uh, candy bars. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um Puking on stuff. Just puking on donuts. Oh, man. No, but today we are talking the 1986 film, The Fly. The Fly. Starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis mm-hmm. and the sleazy John Getz. <laughs> what a charmer. Wonderful actor, but he always plays like a douche. He does. Um, uh, directed by David Cronenberg. And get this, produced by Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? What did I read? I read that. I read. I read that. <laughs> hey, they're spelled the same. It's okay. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I read that uh, Michael Keaton. They wanted Michael Keaton to play. Yeah, I heard that. Bartlefly. I also um, Brundlefly. Brundlefly. I said Bartlefly. <laughs> That's what I call my cat. <laughs> um, I also heard Mel Gibson as well. Yes. That, that he yeah. turned it down to do Lethal Weapon. What if they yeah. hired all three actors and? They kept they didn't like they just kept cutting away to a different actor. And you're like, wait, what? And there's just no continuity throughout the movie. <laughs> did you know that Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were dating at the time? I did. No, I only I found know. that out oh. today doing some research. Yeah, research? same here. That's crazy. I used to have a big crush on Gina Davis. Really? I didn't do enough research. Mm-hmm. I like Gina Davis. So wait, did they meet on what came first, The Fly or Earth Girls Are Easy? Well, it must have been Earth. Earth Girls Are Easy because they were already dating when The Fly happened. Because apparently, from what I read, Cronenberg didn't want to work with a couple. Mm. But then she was just awesome. So, yeah, can't can't fake that kind of chemistry. No, you can't. Especially when you're a scientist like Seth Brundle. (laughs) Seth Bartleby. Seth Bartlefly. Seth Bartlefly. It is? What? Brundlefly. What? It mm-hmm. is Brundle. I, my cat's name is Bart. I call him Bartfly. Brundle disturbs me. Does Grundle. I don't know, like, yeah, it's like a Grundle. What's Grundle? You don't know what Grundle is? Grundle's a taint. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why isn't taint it just called a taint then? 
Oh, there's Grundle, Taint, Gooch, Goocher. There's plenty of names for a taint. Then in the in the show Weeds, uh, one of the characters calls it a coffee table. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. But why? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, Interesting. Yeah, Gina Davis. Um, ironic that she stopped dating Jeff Goldblum after he stopped taking roles that involved heavy prosthetics and makeup. Was Weird. she only interested in his costumes? <laughs> These are the hard facts and questions we like to crack on this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, when she was crying, it was because she knew like it was over. She was never going to see him in that suit again. <laughs> she was breaking up with him. <laughs> he accepted a role in a period piece. <laughs> there are, there's no room for costumes like this. That's, that's where she got her motivation for the yeah. performance at the yeah. end. Um, Danny, was this the first time that you had seen The Fly? Uh, as an adult. Yeah, um, I would say when I was very young when I first saw it. I mean, I was too young when I first saw it. And I only had a few fleeting memories of what the movie, I guess, not involved. Yeah, involved. A few highlights that I forgot until watching this time was uh, how horrified and scarred I was by him <laughs> pulling his fingernails off. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. With like pus dripping out. No, oh no, it squirts just out. Back to being like five years old, being like, ah. Yeah. Oh, when it squirts on the mirror? No. No, no reason sir. for that to happen, Cronenberg. I love it. <laughs> Gross. It's my favorite part of the movie. Oof. I mean, it's pretty great the way the way what they what they pull off in this movie is disgusting, but it's, yes. right. it's very um impressive. Um and Chris Wallace, who Casey had mentioned on a episode a long time ago. Oh, on the Gremlins episode, yeah. Um, Chris Wallace designed and did all the effects for. Well, he was the head effects yeah. artist. He didn't do them all himself, but uh, he won the Academy Award for this movie. Yeah, that's so cool. I did not know that. That's well awesome. deserved. Yeah, but before we jump into the fly, as always, I want to hear what you guys have been watching. Danny, we've missed you for the past couple episodes, and so have you seen anything that's worth? talking about i've watched quite a few movies actually um one that i'm really excited to talk about is Ooh. last night in soho ah. Ooh, that movie was such a ride so much fun that is exactly what i i mean could it have been scarier sure i could handle a little scarier but for what it was i loved it it was so much fun okay yeah. i want to watch it again i keep like i'm like you ever watch a movie and you're not sure like how much you liked it. And then a few days pass and you're like, I need to watch that again. And you're like, Oh shit. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. That's how I feel about last night in Soho. Another movie I watched, which I was surprised to find out was, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call it horror, but it was terrifying. Um, in a weird, like kind of nightmare sort of way was the princess Diana biopic Spencer. Have oh. Either of you oh, seen really? That? Yeah. No, I heard Kristen Stewart does just amazing. She's so good in it. She's but, incredible. Um, yeah, the movie, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't know, try to like um, recommend it as a horror movie, but there's something about it. I was like uh, 20 minutes in, I'm watching it. I'm like, I feel so like upset right now. It's just very, it really gets under your skin in ways that I was not expecting. Um, I still remember where I was when she died. Where were you? I was at my aunt's house. Oh. I was watching TV and then there was like, it interrupted whatever I was watching and I was pissed. Because I was like seven Sad. years old. I'm like, ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. 
I'm not sure what yeah. either of your thoughts are on like the royal family, but you will have very strong opinions after watching this movie. I have no thoughts. I'm not gonna okay. lie. You're <laughs> probably not gonna enjoy them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm kind of with you, Casey. Like I have no idea, but Nina is a big uh <laughs> she's a big believer in the royal family. <laughs> um no, she just knows a lot about them. And she was telling me all about like Queen Elizabeth and like the whole backstory going back to like a long time ago. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. It's 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 very much like your textbook art house movie. It's very experimental, mm-hmm. more experimental than I thought. I think you'll see what I mean. Like it gets a little weird. Um, OK, but fun. I was very surprised. Um, I watched Poltergeist 2, 3, and the remake. Um, I assume that was your... With Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy was our latest franchise. What are um, your thoughts on 2 and 3? 2, I was not crazy about. Um, okay. I, although I did tell Jimmy, I, I appreciated it more after I stopped watching it as if it were like a horror movie and more mm-hmm. of just like a creepy fantasy movie because they okay. really lean into fantasy elements and it gets so wild um, with like the native american element yeah and spirits and see yeah uh two it definitely has some cool moments but i think it's the weakest of the three yeah Me, agreed i think the remake is maybe like my least favorite out of all of them okay but for the original trilogy i agree but dude poltergeist three mm-hmm. when i was a kid even now holy shit that movie scares scares me it's fun that's a good movie it's so weird all the the, the, mirrors and the puddle and the thing with poltergeist movies i mean i love the first one so i have nothing bad to say but like what i've noticed is they all kind of like start they have like a fun setup and i feel like they get a little bit in the weeds by the end so it's a little hard Mm -hmm. like there's literally one part at the end of three where i was talking to jimmy i'm like where are they? They're like on a, an elevator thing, like the window washer thing. But uh-huh. there was technically a setup to it, but it was so early that I was like, "What oh. is happening?" Yeah. Well, if you've watched that, if you've watched that cursed film series on Shutter, mm-hmm. oh, um, Heather O'Rourke, yeah, had died before completion of three, and so, so they were like, "We need to shut this down." And then people were like, "No, let's finish it." So the ending wasn't. I think the ending was like just kind of thrown together like um, not the way it was originally planned and it was kind of like let's just see what we can do and they use yeah. like a body double and you only see the back of caroline's head um, yeah, poor girl crazy. we were just yeah. talking about that whole story about what happened to her and how it was just so sudden and tragic yeah. and god mm-hmm. it's just it's like hard to look back on the movie like right loving it you know what i mean because it's just kind of shrouded in that like covered in that gray cloud it's so sad. yeah yeah um but yeah anything and else uh i watched a few other things but those are the only like horror okay casey what about you i watched uh the woman in the window the woman in the window yeah i saw it a few months ago what is that oh zach you don't it? know what it is mm, no uh it's the amy adams movie where she's agoraphobic and oh what's, so what's agoraphobic she won't leave her house she's terrified oh. to leave her house I kind of thought it was like, there's some stuff that I liked the story, mm-hmm. but it could have been done a lot better. Yeah. It was very like 10 Cloverfield Lane where like, is she crazy? Is she right? Is she crazy? Is she right? But it wasn't as intense to me. 
Like yeah. it didn't feel as intense as 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain parts, which Danny, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, that, that one? Yeah. <laughs> that like <laughs> should have been really sad. Uh-huh. Like when she was recording stuff on her phone mm-hmm. and like, but I think that the phone, like that aspect of her doing that kind of ruined it for me. Cause normally that's something that in a movie, like I would have been crying about because mm-hmm. that like affects me really, really deeply. But I just, I don't know if it was her that I didn't buy it from or what? I think it was, I blame the tone of the movie because yeah. I had heard a lot going into it that it was like crazy and stupid. But it's from Joe Wright, and, like, I love his movies, like, uh, Atonement, and um, I think it was kind of just all over the place a little bit. It was yeah, this, like, very tragic drama. It was a mystery, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like a slasher. So I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, didn't – I guess it wasn't uh, – since there was so much going on, it just didn't – there wasn't enough time for, like, a, f- a feeling yeah. to stick. It was like there were pieces yeah. missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch yeah. the uh, this like the spoof series that just came out? No, um, I didn't. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. <laughs> no. Yeah, that I want to see. That was good. Too. It's literally <laughs> if you Zach, I really recommend watching Woman in the Window and then going to that because I I only saw the trailer for the show, but it it's just like the movie. It's so <laughs> funny. Okay. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Zacharias? I spent all Saturday wasting away in front of the television. Perfect. And I watched Raw. Okay. Mm. I had never seen it. I was excited for Titan. And I was like, I better watch Raw first. Just, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. um, have you guys seen it? I fell I asleep. I'm afraid to see it. You fell asleep? Yeah. Um, Danny, don't be afraid to see it. I thought it was going to be a different kind of movie, and I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it okay. is, just from what everybody has said about it. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, definitely different than what I thought. Um, so I wouldn't be scared of it. Okay. I mean, there are a couple things that you may want to look away, but. Um, <laughs> and then I watched Antlers. Oh, and- you did. I finally saw Antlers. Danny, you and me have been talking about Antlers since before we made Cottonmouth. Yeah. Because we wanted that same kind of tone that's in that movie for uh-huh. this. Um, definitely a good movie. Okay. I wouldn't even call it scary. Yeah. Oh, really? It's, it's supposed to be. I mean, it's it's full on horror. Um, but the, the for me, at least, the scares didn't really land. Um there's some creepy bits to it, but the stuff that like you're they're like wanting to be like, this is the scary part. Yeah. Um, was kind of like, eh, okay. Aww. Um, but Scott Cooper is just an amazing filmmaker. And so it was really cool to see his like style that's in cool. a horror movie. Um what else has he done? He did Out of the Furnace and oh, yeah. Crazy Heart. Wow, really? And um and Hostels. Wow. With Christian Bale and the like the Civil War. Wow, and um, then to go to like a, I'm assuming this is like a creature feature horror movie. Yeah, yeah, wow. uh, yeah. definitely a creature feature. It's like about Wendigo, mm-hmm. that Native mm-hmm. American um, legend. Um, so it was a good movie. Yeah, it was definitely a good movie, but I just it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Um, and then I watched a movie 
that Casey, you remember Film Fest video? Of course, I remember Film Fest video. Film Fest video was a small mom and pop shop video store in the town we grew up in, and there was a DVD on the shelves called Dead End from 2003. And it looked like one of those just like real low budget direct to DVD, which I think it was just, it just looked bad from the, from the box art, but do not judge a book by its cover. Haven't haven't been able to stop thinking about it, huh? Uh, I mean, I've been able to stop (laughs) thinking about it, but um, it's really good. And so it has Lynn Shea and it has another guy that I've seen before, but I don't remember his name. Great, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's like these people, they're driving to their relative's house for Christmas or Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving maybe. And, uh, they get lost on this road and things keep happening and they can't get off this road and they never seem to get anywhere. And it's like a whole like mind fuck kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but it's really good. Where'd you watch it at? I don't know. Um, oh, I watched it on, uh, Amazon prime. Oh, cool. Um, so check that out. But do you think it's time to meet our monster? I think Let's it's. It. I, th- I think it's time. Let's talk about the fly. Let's do it. Let's fly into it. Bzzz. Okay, so Brundlefly, Seth Brundle is our monster this week, mm-hmm. and he's just a just a scientist. He's just a super smart dude mm-hmm. who um, just got really jealous and stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, he got drunk. Or reckless. And got jealous and stupid. Yeah. Don't mix sex and science. It's dangerous. Weird science taught us that. Yes. Mm. But that he's a very irresponsible scientist. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. Until Gina Davis got into the picture. Yeah. That pussy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets you every time. Well, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's funny you said that because he is like, uh, he's so tunnel vision with his work. It's almost like he doesn't really expose himself to uh, like relationships and like human emotion. And the second he brought in the human element, it like threw everything off. Mm-hmm. He gets a little reckless. He gets a little reckless and he... Make some mistakes. That's what happens when you don't. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't read the instructions on your telepod. <laughs> he got his telepod from wish.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he was like, he got in the telepod and he got in that like pose that's on like the back of the, mm-hmm. it's like on some of the movie posters mm-hmm. and he's like in that pose and he got in there and he's like so tall. Jeff Goldblum's like six, four. He got in there and he fucking, heard the fly but he's like fuck i can't get out of this pose right now this is so badass i'm like sitting here the fog's in all the right places and he's like it'll be fine it's like worth it he's like i look really good right now he's like oh this lighting is just perfect yeah but that's the last time he'll ever look good (laughs) that's well like unless you're into like half fly people yeah. Yeah. I guess he it depends. Lo- he looks good for I don't know, a couple of days, maybe, right after he gets out of that thing. When he's as strong as a fly. Yeah. 
this has all the setup for a superhero movie, but it the, the payoff isn't quite Marvel DC standard. Right. Yeah. So it's a villain. They yeah. use a good speaking of the, the the time where he's strong and doing like gymnastics in mm-hmm. the yeah. in his loft. There's just some really cool movie magic. And it's yeah. like obviously a double, right? Yes, but, but their nipples are exactly the same color. <laughs> are they? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, it's super simple, but it like plays, he does his flips and he mm-hmm. lands. And right when the stunt double lands, you hear a, a, a Jeff Goldblum grunt. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to him like kind of standing up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a super simple trick to tie those together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you're hearing him grunt, but you're seeing the body double. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I don't know. I just thought it was cool how it. I fell for it. Yeah. A, sim- a simple little trick like that kind of can yeah. tie it all together. Yeah. Um, I did have a note where I said, I, I love how they get right into it. And like literally oh, that opening yeah. shot where he's just like, I'm working on something that's going to change the world. Yeah. And I love mm-hmm. when movies do that because you know it's just going to be like getting right in the action and there's like no fat on it and there's no mm-hmm. this is a quick movie it's like hour 35 yeah. or something yeah yep. um but yeah i love that it's just you don't even see them meet yeah it's not yeah. even like that uh that what do they call it a meet cute, cute yeah where it's like oh they they bumped into each other at the yeah. bar and this and that it's just like i don't know they've already met they're talking mm-hmm. who cares yeah. yeah it's like it doesn't matter how they met it's what they're going to talk about so it's like let's just mm-hmm. fucking get to it i love that yeah, yeah. he's um, such a uh charming little weirdo he is well he's charming in general but i still have this sort of leftover fear of this movie from when i was a kid so even jeff goldblum out of the makeup like has this in the back of my head like this subconscious like creep factor um so it's hard to otherwise any other movie jeff goldblum i mean again aside from earth girls are easy where he plays like a fuzzy alien um, um no jeff young jeff goldblum is terrifying what <laughs> he's amazing i think it's Dude, the piercing okay. stare he's just like he's he looks so like cute. he wants to kill you he is amazing but go back to your childhood if you could and watch the fucking i think it's called like Storytime theater or something hosted by shelly duvall oh, oh where God. it's where it's it's fairy tales played out with people, real live actors in costumes. And Jeff Goldblum in The Three Little Pigs plays the big bad wolf. Oh. And when I was a kid, I was terrified of him. Then I could just, that's all I could see him. When the movie opened, I was like, huh, the big bad oh wolf. My. <laughs> oh my. Oh, I like that. Uh, you got to watch that, Casey. It's probably, you can probably find it on YouTube or something. Yeah, it's, am- it's um, amazing. Even as a kid, I n- I never liked these sort of uh, children shows. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that shit. I was like, wow, there's no budget here. And I'm oh, scared of these designs as a result. There's no budget here. Like whoever did it did a great job. I'm sure like whatever they were trying to pull off, they succeeded. But there's there was always something about those kinds of movies. Yeah, they gave Zach nightmares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah. He takes her back to his quote unquote lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a brave woman. Mm-hmm. Eh. Did you see that place? Yeah, I mean, I've gone on weird Tinder dates before. 
Oh, I will say when we get to his apartment, there are two. Okay, that's a stretch, but two what I believe are Doctor Who references. And I meant to look it up to (laughs) see if there were like a Doctor Who fan like working on this. When they go in, uh, Jeff Goldblum says it's cleaner on the inside, which immediately made me think of the doctor when he talks about the TARDIS and he says it's bigger on the inside. Of course. So I was like, okay, that's right. I clearly just noticed it. It can't be a nod to Doctor Who. Um, And then she, when she sees, uh, Veronica sees the teleportation pods, she says that they look like uh, designer phone booths. And the TARDIS is a phone booth. Ah, yes. And I guess you could call the TARDIS a designer phone booth. A hundred percent. Wow. And there's that episode where the doctor slowly and grotesquely transforms into a fly. I was going to say, does that mean that Jeff Goldblum is one of the doctors? (gasps) It's possible. Is it time for the How I Met Your Monster (laughs) conspiracy theory of the week? The whole Vietnam War was fought over a bet Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle Onassis. This is our third issue this year. Conspiracy theory. Wait a minute, this is totally possible. This could be his last regeneration where like whatever happens to the final doctors, he turned into a fly. Who else would be bold enough to be like Sure, let's experiment with – the TARDIS literally is a teleportation device. That's like the mm-hmm. whole point of it. So, Whoa. yeah. And the doctor is constantly regenerating into someone else. In this case, he's regenerating into an insect. Unwittingly, but True. it's usually the case with the doctor. He turns into insects? What? No, he In regenerates. <laughs> Oh, because <laughs> um, remember this movie, The Fly, he turns, yeah. into, he turns into a fly. Yeah. So apparently in The Fly 2, mm-hmm. which I've never Stoltz. seen. I've seen it. I haven't either. Uh, is it good? I That was one of those movies that I would watch as a, a kid. It must have been. I think I remember it being more like action heavy. Okay. Mm. Apparently before they made the movie they did make, there was a sequel that was written with Gina Davis starring hmm. and Seth, his like um, personality was like so into that computer hmm. that he was able, they were able to like communicate through the computer. Oh, weird. And then at the end, she's able to like regenerate him into human form Jesus. again. So like he comes back. Yeah. They call but it the they, they scrapped that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that computer. Uh, that computer literally had zero personality. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely didn't have his. He was so robotic. <laughs> I love in the finale when you see like the fusion of like flesh and machine. And it's like if ever there is like someone trying to have like some symbolic commentary on man and machine, like there it is. <laughs> and it would it would definitely be David Cronenberg having that yeah. commentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's cool because he's like insect, man, and machine. Yeah. Like all three. And I, I love how that's the point where he's like, fucking kill me. Like there's it's not even that <laughs> it's not even being an insect. It's the idea that he, he becomes a machine that is like mm-hmm. that's crossing the line where like I don't want to be alive if that's the case. Man. Which is interesting. 
Um, okay, Stathis Boris. Oh, the guy with the really normal name. Short for no. Stannis Baratheon. Stathis <laughs> Stathis Borans. I'm sorry, I said Stathis Boris. Stathis Borans. <laughs> Neither of us would have known you were wrong, so it's okay. yeah, Stannis Baratheon. Who's that? He's on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Ah, House yeah. Baratheon. His introduction is cool because you go from like Seth's little, um, I don't know. It's kind of like his little lab. Yeah. It's very like humble and Mm -hmm. it's like there. And then when you're introduced to Stathis, you start at this big establishing shot of like a corporate Mm -hmm. building and you just know he's going to fucking, he's going to be the reason that this goes south. Ironically, he's representing the man. And yet he is no man. Wait, he's the reason this goes <laughs> south? Uh, yeah. Because he like he was like super jealous of Gina Davis, and he sent her all those things to like his apartment, and she left, and then Jeff Goldblum got great, jealous. Great, and- because she can't properly communicate with Seth and couldn't tell him what was going on, so she left in the middle of the night, which led him to believe that she was going to sleep with him. That's not Stannis Baratheon's fault. <laughs> okay. Listen, the Baratheons are... The rightful heirs to the throne. Okay. That's right. He has every That's reason right. to be upset right now. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I can see both sides of that argument where um Veronica could have been more communicative. Staff yeah. Stathis, is it that's that's a yeah. human's name? Stathis. That is a human's name. So um, basically <laughs> So you're saying you're saying that Veronica, Gina Davis, is the monster. No, I'm saying that Seth could have also kept his feelings in check and asked her what was going on. Seth. <laughs> That's his name. Oh, I thought I thought you were I forgot that was Jeff Goldblum's name. And I thought you just decided to change Stathis to Seth just to like make it easier. <laughs> no. Seth could have kept his feelings in check, not gotten drunk and not gone into the pod. I'm not blaming anybody else for his behavior. That's his fault. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. Everyone done fucked up in this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't blame Stathis at all for what happened. He's a shitty guy. Yeah, I blame Stathis maybe not directly for that, but he definitely lays the uh, groundwork for all the shit that explodes as a result. I would think. He's shitty. He's shitty. He does help her get an abortion, though. That's funny. I made that note. I was like, is he going to fight this? And ironically, who fights it? But the man we thought was the hero... Seth Brundle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. We're jumping around a lot between the past, present, Always. and future. That's another Doctor Who reference, you guys. Oh, just like, yep, 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 I know. Oh, by the way, I have another um, conspiracy theory. It's time for the second How I Met Your Monster Conspiracy Theory of the Week. You're telling me that NASA is going to kill the president of the United States with an earthquake. Not exactly the kind of thing a Secret Service agent can like himself on top of the whole vietnam war was fought over a bet howard hughes lost to aristotle the third issue this year conspiracy theory okay now this has actually no legs because i can't confirm that the burger place that they eat at is a burger king it just looked like an old burger king so let's Mm -hmm. live under the assumption that this is a burger king gotcha the movie the fly is an anti-burger king ad Essentially telling us that eating at Burger King makes you attracted by flies, thus turning you into a fly. Whoa. Huh? 
Eh? Eh? I'm into it. Eh? You, Veronica even mentions when she's eating the burger, she's like, can't be any worse than this. Yeah. You can't mm. be any worse than this Burger King burger. <laughs> looks, looks, faces the camera, breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> what you want to try is this new McDonald's Big Mac, now available in all the stores. <laughs> It's like it's like one of those nineties commercials where they like like the McDonald's McDonald's is like teamed up with some yeah. with the marketing of some movie and like they do an ad and it's like it's like it's like the Indiana Jones Diet Coke commercial. And yes. then oh it's my like God, all this yes. fog and the telepod opens and it's all the fog comes out and there's just a Big Mac sitting there. <laughs> yeah, the joke is he got into a telepod with a Big Mac and is becoming a burger. <laughs> You are what you eat. Come down to McDonald's. He's like, what? <laughs> who is that? Like, there used to be like the the play places at McDonald's. Used uh-huh. to have like, we used oh, to like have that. one where it was like, it was all the characters built into like this big playground. And, yeah, like, the Hamburglar. His uh-huh. body was a burger, and then he had like his hands and stuff. <laughs> it's, that's that's what that is. That was just. That was content from this marketing thing for the fly in McDonald's that was not used. They're like, all right, we'll just we'll we'll pivot. We'll we'll try it out as something else. I love it. I love it. So uh yeah, I proved it. Where does where does Seth get his baboons? From the baboon store. My que- I literally wrote that down. Where does Seth get all the baboons? <laughs> and like don't they like ask him where like, hey, what happened to that first baboon? Can we have it back? <laughs> but but these baboons also love him. They're like hugging him. Like he has a relationship with these baboons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he turns the first one inside out, which was oh, really God. sweet. It looked like a dog when it, it did. was when it was inside I, out. I assume that their bone I mean, they're probably similar. It's just, you know, bipedal and quadpedal is probably the only real difference mm-hmm. between their bones. Do you structure. think there's a possibility that they could have tried to do a dog instead? did the effects first and then someone was like yo you can't fucking kill a dog let's not do that maybe let me call jeff i'm texting jeff goldman right now i find that harder to i find that harder to believe than your burger king theory oh, okay that's fair <laughs> the line computers are dumb they only know what we tell them mm-hmm. um should that make me feel better about artificial intelligence because it doesn't i still i just don't believe him well that's the thing about this movie is are we supposed to be excited about science or are we supposed to be like mad at scientists for pushing the limits or is it just like, don't push the limits if you're going to be reckless. I don't know. David Cronenberg seems like someone who's down for like innovative innovation for the sake of like human progress. I don't know. He just seems like uh, Mm -hmm. he's got a good head on his shoulders, but then I guess he does have like a, an interesting uh, relationship with, or at least his thoughts on like science and machinery and yeah, like with his other movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious mm-hmm. where he stands yeah. on that. Um, he's a really interesting guy. Like I've seen a couple interviews with him and he's just like so smart. Mm-hmm. It's wild. He's so smart. Yeah. I'm just, it seems, I don't know. I don't think it's irresponsible. I think anyone can have their own opinion with, you know, storytelling. But to kind of be like, hey, humans are capable of doing these like really great things, but we're going to actually take the guy who's trying to do something great, turn him into a villain, and then show like the worst possible scenario. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious, but I feel like that wouldn't, 
maybe I feel like I'm reading it wrong, or maybe it's more just like. I well, know. I don't think from all the from the research I've done, I don't think the meaning behind this movie had anything to do with science gone wrong or whatever. Okay. It was more about disease, cancer, yeah. and that kind of along those lines. Okay, um, just from things I've read. Seems yeah, like that's so maybe like kinda, the whole science that's kind of where his mind was. Yeah, that was just like convenient for the story, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I think that um, another line that we have to talk about is old ladies pinch babies' cheeks because flesh makes them crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they want to eat the babies. Yeah, I had heard about that. Well, I don't like the way that Gina Davis said it. <laughs> I, th- I, I think you are out to get Gina Davis. I think you're out to get Veronica. I like Gina Davis. I like Veronica. I don't have a problem with Veronica. Well, you're not showing it. Why? Because she said a weird line and because I am holding them all accountable for their own actions? <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> this movie does have a weird relationship with uh, flesh. Flesh like feels flesh. gross in this movie. David Cronenberg has a weird relationship yeah. with flesh. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> like, did you guys for notice? Sure. Is it, was it just me? Was it the movie just like kind of dirty? But like, even when they were having sex, it like felt gross. There's just something like icky about everything. Well, the one time that they show them having sex, she's just like, Jesus Christ, I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. Well, yeah, at that point, his face is like all got like these like Ugh. red patches on it. And it's kind of that's fair. Gross. So I guess that um, makes sense. So I think at that point, that's when he like puts a bunch of sugar in his espresso. He starts to talk really fast. His face is all weird. He doesn't sleep anymore. And I'm pretty sure that he's not turning into the fly. He's just on meth. Oh, so okay. I read something about how Cronenberg um, likened his behavior in that to someone who's like on coke. Yeah. Which I guess was like, well, I mean, I don't guess it was big around that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even goes out and gets a lady of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. He hurts someone. Uh, and he has like such a stupid temper. Yeah. That's when he really starts to, to become the monster. Mm-hmm. that's what i was surprised by with this movie is i mean he i guess any monster technically could have sort of a uh like you can sort of sympathize with them a little bit but mm-hmm. he straight up is like on the outside and the inside pretty much a monster by the end of this movie which i wasn't expecting yeah except that he doesn't want the baby to die but it's like purely selfish i know he like is like also wants to morph into it and oh yes that's true how weird would that be (laughs) what does that even mean i know how would that even work oh it's so gross well that goes back to your bit about science where Mm -hmm. he's like wants to like he's made this amazing discovery and he just wants to push it as far as he can and like it's like a science just like another science experiment Mm -hmm. we're going to be the first family of three to be one person (laughs) and also Uh, fly (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. So I guess maybe it just does come down to sort of like, don't be, if you're going to do these kinds of things, you just can't be reckless. You can't let human emotion trigger you so much. And maybe Which it's because, maybe it's actually commenting on the fact that like, because he didn't, he wasn't f- familiar with or used to sort of like sexual romantic relationships. He shouldn't, he kind of like put all of his eggs in one basket, basically with science mm-hmm. and work. And had he been more exposed to that, it was like a natural thing and he was a little bit more like emotionally intelligent and mature. Maybe he wouldn't have been making so many reckless choices. So it's kind of yeah. like holding humanity accountable. Like if you're going to do this, 
you need to understand all facets of the world and science, which also includes obviously humans. You know, he even talks about right. humans as like flesh. Like that's it. Like it's just like Jesus. Yeah. Like, and he didn't even want to like waste any brain power on figuring out what to wear. Yeah. And so he did like the Einstein thing with all the 100%. same pairs of clothes. I like um, that. Oh, I do have a question. Um, when there's that scene before like things get crazy, I actually think it's right before he goes into the pod. Um, you see the fly flying around the baboon. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that the baboon was in the shot. And I was like, okay, why, what's the significance of that? And I was wondering if they were basically saying like the fly is here because of the other baboon that died. So maybe like it attracted bugs or something. So ironically, because of his recklessness, it kind of like, that was like his punishment for it, where it like his mistake attracted the flies, which ultimately went into Mm. the machine because he wasn't paying attention. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's cool. That's it's like cool. moral punishment or something. Like the universe was like, can't you fucking killed this baboon? Yep, playing God, my brother. Yeah. Now you're gonna be Brundlefly. <laughs> that's right. I kind of thought it was like uh, going back to the whole rec- being reckless with emotions and mm-hmm. and he didn't really have that experience in life with mm-hmm. relationships and things. And the baboon was kind of like, I don't know. Do baboons have like? romantic relationships like no I like, I know, like i know some like birds and stuff will get like jealous and they do those dances Mating rituals and stuff <laughs> right but birds do baboons, baboons do that do, like do they like have a partner for like life? i feel like they probably do i feel like they're pretty intelligent creatures yeah i know that other kinds of monkeys do so okay then never mind my theory fell flat well i don't think it would be as sophisticated as a human though so i think your point could still stand well thanks <laughs> great job zach thank you you get thank a gold you. star basically fuck with nature you pay the price do i get a personal pan pizza from pizza hut i want a yeah. fucking pizza hut pizza right now no i don't i want pizza as long as it's not burger king <laughs> be afraid be very afraid what a line what a line isn't that cool yeah you know who first said that line who mel brooks mel brooks in what just like offset and they were like there it is. I feel like yeah. this is like, is it from this movie? Yeah, it is. is. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. kind of out of place to me. Oh, really? It's yeah. funny. It is very theatrical, yeah. but I did appreciate that it was sort of like, because he's talking to the girl that he has over and he's like, There's no, you don't have to be afraid. She's right. Be afraid. She shows up. A little yeah. jump scare with Gina. Mm-hmm. A little classic Gina jump scare. Yeah. Huh. Gina, Gina, what are you doing here? Ironically, you're telling me not to be afraid. I'm scared of you. Like you said, <laughs> since it's theatrical, I guess it seemed like it would have been more from like Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. That's Frankenstein's accent. <laughs> yes. Hey, what are you doing here? Hey, be af- what are you what are you scared of? Don't be scared. <laughs> what if that was the it's line? me, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> you scared? You should be scared, right? jesus christ um okay now we're uh he's he's uh ripping off fingernails oh i love it i love it oh disgusting my favorite part deterioration begin he like bites it and like it just falls off (laughs) 
Yeah, it's Gross. pretty nasty. Yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, I like it a lot. It is sad when he's talking to Gina Davis and he's like, am I dying? Is this how it starts? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. God. It felt just so like a real question. Yeah, well, this when he's in the bathroom and the and the pus flies out and his fingernail comes off and stuff is when he like finally, I think, realizes that something is wrong because before that yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, he thinks that it's made him like a superhuman, basically. Yeah, yeah. better. Yeah. Did you guys know this is the second movie we've done this month where somebody's ear falls off? Well, the, what's the first one? I can't even remember what we did. <laughs> My boyfriend's back. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. We should have done an ear falling off month. We could have also done Dead Alive. Oh, God, Dead Alive. Um, Yeah, and then he goes to the he goes to his little computer that apparently has his personality and uh, finds out that he is uh, a fly. Mm-hmm. I love how they do it. He types in. He's like, "What did, what do you write?" Uh, he's like, "What happened to the fly?" And then it just says fusion. Yeah, like, Ooh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I do have. I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to like talk about a topic that I, I don't know. I'm not fully educated in, but I couldn't help but think, you know, given when this movie was made and the fact that this is about, you know. A, a new relationship with not that it has to be a new relationship, but just a relationship um, where someone contracts basically a disease and is just deteriorating and their mm-hmm. partner just watches them deteriorate like helpless. And I couldn't help but think of like whether or not this was sort of an allegory to the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Um, I did look it up. I saw that Cronenberg said that wasn't the intention, but totally understands mm-hmm. how it can be viewed like that. Okay. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but that once I had that perspective on it, it made the movie that much more unnerving. Just because, like, it was, it just felt so on the nose. Like, he even like starts off with lesions and gets really weak, and he starts. He even has a comment, a, a line where he's worried that he might be contagious. Yeah. Because oh, there was yeah. a time where, like, when he has like those crutches and stuff. Yeah, because people with AIDS, mm-hmm. like, you know, during the 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 epidemic you know at of that time there was such a stigma against people who had aids thinking that like just by being in the same room you could get it and i just thought that was just so like wow what are the odds that they're using this sort of language around this situation it just felt so on the nose but yeah and then uh speaking of princess diana from earlier Mm -hmm. um she like uh i think she was she famously like hugged a man with AIDS mm-hmm. um, with like no protective gear on and yeah. she was okay. That's what yeah, she's um, not permitted to do that. So weird Remember to that? think about. Yeah. Um, so like what a powerful statement though. Right. Someone who like, you know, the people's princess right. for people to just be like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. She says it's okay. God. That's weird. Yeah. Um, hmm. Um, but right when he comes out with the crutches, that's like a a fun reveal because you get mm-hmm. Howard Shore's like awesome score. Mm-hmm. And it like comes on really loud and then just kind of goes away. But he comes around with like his crutches and he's he, that's where you see it mostly on his face where he's all he uh, changing. He looks like Michael Jackson covered in chemical burns and splooge. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> They use the effects from an unused music video. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He did. 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned the composer because I made a note earlier. Um, I love when you're watching the opening credits to a movie and the composer's name comes up. And right when the name comes up, the score gets like super mm-hmm. epic. <laughs> like the composer's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's nope. me. That's me. I did this. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like scoring the movie like <laughs> in front of the thing. <laughs> His name comes up and he's like... Whoa, da, da, da. <laughs> the director like, like looks around okay all right chill yeah. out he's chill going out. to make sure no one else is looking at the screen he's like <laughs> oh good stuff. and then that's when we first get our um brundle fly vomit oh, oh yeah i love it and it just like comes out and he like doesn't mean mm. to yep he's like oh sorry <laughs> oh my god yeah i like that a lot I do love Veronica's character, though, for, like, she clearly cares about him, so she's able to look past the mm-hmm. physical grossness of it and, like, still, like, hugs him and stuff. But Yeah, and that's when, he's, that's when he says, help me, which is kind of oh, like yeah. a throwback to the original fly. Help me. help me. That was the more realistic version, the original. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the maggot baby real quick? Oh, I love the maggot baby. Dude, it's gross. I love it. <laughs> and David Cronenberg cameos as the gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's like it's so big. I wish she actually had the maggot baby. You know what's funny is I had seen that scene a lot in like random horror documentaries, mm-hmm. so I was definitely knowing that was coming. I thought that that scene was like the last scene in the movie and it was Oh, you thought it was like legit. Yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it would have been. Although speaking of the last scene in the movie, I know we're jumping ahead here, but I love how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like this is what happens after. Yeah, there's no resolution. It's just mm-hmm. the sucks, is. which is a perfect like bookend to what we were saying about the opening, how it just uh-huh. kind of like we get right into it and then mm-hmm. once that topic that conversation is over or ending it yep yep it's yeah it. yeah uh i do want to know though why in veronica's bathroom there is just a uh, seat across from the toilet is there you don't you don't like uh someone watching you while you poop yeah when you she well, she must she must have you've never you've friends never had over. a spectator you never had a poop watch <laughs> <laughs> i have never you never been on an old poop But watch? is that what it's for? You guys, I guess, are telling me that you guys know because that's something that you participate in. Okay, great. Let's move on. Um, no, maybe it's for... Oh, no. I was going to say maybe like drying off. You have uh, somewhere to sit. No. Couldn't you, sit on the, couldn't you sit on the toilet? Yeah. She's a, to like put the lid down? She's a, mm-hmm. a young lady. Yeah, I could understand if she had a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't yet. She doesn't. No. Um, this is the stupidest... Uh, tangent but i i made a note and if we're going to talk about the bathroom then i'm going to mention this all right what's Um, wrong the water pressure in her shower is pathetic Mm. it's terrible when she hears stathis showering in there i thought there was like literally just a leak in the bathroom (laughs) and then when i found out that it was like revealed to be the shower on i was like okay anyways um after the after the larvae scene Mm -hmm. um we he, they show him again, and that's when he becomes like completely unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. before or after he's like climbing on the walls? That's after he's climbing on the walls. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and he then, says, I'll, "I'll hurt you if you stay." Yes, I love that. Oh, yeah, his, mm-hmm. that's when his teeth fall out. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I have a thing about that. Yeah. You I like did that? I not like that. You like that? Okay. I did not like that. <laughs> You're into it? <laughs> You're into it? You like it? <laughs> you like when people's teeth fall out? Just Good. as a sexual kink, but otherwise I hate it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so did you get turned on while you were watching this? Yeah, but I was also disgusted. I loved it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why you have that's why you have the seat across from your toilet. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Why? Why? Because he's weird. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, I see. I'm I'm very I'm I'm kinky. He's into all kinds of things. That's all. No kink shaming. You like people's teeth falling out and people do their do you like it when their teeth fall out while they're watching you poop? I can't do this. So let's jump into the finale. We get the hospital breakout scene. That's right. Where he breaks through like a fucking Hulk. I did not see that coming. Those are that's thick glass. Mm-hmm. It is. Those cubes. Those are thick mm-hmm. glass cubes. But wait, Danny, you didn't see it coming? No, not at all. That truly threw me off. When they show her in the hospital room and then the next shot is like the majority of the <laughs> frame window. is the window <laughs> and she's just like over in the corner. <laughs> The camera keeps slowly pushing on the window. I'm like, I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so then there's the big finale at um, his apartment with Stathis and the shotgun and the melting of hands and ankles. That was wild. Yeah. Before that happens, I like his shadow. Yes, that was great. On the ceiling? Oh, on the ceiling behind him. Yes, yeah, so quick and subtle. So subtle, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. And then, yeah, he pukes on his hands, his hand and his yeah. ankle. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah. And Which I couldn't I- tell, I couldn't tell, like, with, with the face that Stathis was making, I couldn't tell if he was, like, enjoying it or... <laughs> Talk to Danny. He would know. <laughs> yeah, so what that's called is that's called hand-melting kink, and it's a thing, and he was enjoying it. Oh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> just wanted to Just wanted to be clear. It was a fair question. I hope I answered it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so, okay, so we're talking about this movie in February because of its love story between yes. Seth and Veronica. But, and I guess maybe Seth just takes this love to a whole new level where he's like, we all have to be together as one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was basically going to murder her. Mm-hmm. Um to kind of fuse them together. Which is interesting so, because before that, he doesn't want her to kill the baby because it's all that's left of the real him. But if they were all to fuse, then that mm-hmm. wouldn't yeah. make I guess any sense. technically it would still be there. Well, he mentions a line that I really liked earlier that I wrote down that I feel sort of like fits into this question where he says, um, penetration beyond the veil of the flesh. Oh, that's mm-hmm. his meth talk. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that didn't yeah. mean anything. That was his math. That was his math. He was rambling. That just, yeah. Um, but I feel like that has something to do with, again, kind of like the, how he views humans. Like he's just so removed emotionally from it, or he's so like lacking the understanding of what really makes a human. Like your emotions, your, your, not just your brain. There's oh, so much, yeah. there's so many more layers to it. So he's like, his idea of like surviving is this equivalent of 
just being alive, which is clearly two different things. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe that has something. He's like, yeah, we'll all we'll all survive. It's like, oh, that's not really what <laughs> that's not the goal here yeah. for the if human they were race. all to fuse together plus with the fly then it, the kid that the unborn baby would turn out just like him so like just mm-hmm. it wouldn't be any part of how he used to be either for such a smart guy he's kind of an idiot so he does ask the computer like how do i get rid of this and they said if you fuse with another like human it will eliminate the fly element Oh, did it? Wow, how did I miss that? It says that, that in, the, the, times I've seen in this. the computer. And that's why he's kind of like, okay, let's do this. Oh. Um, but I would love, so the computer, the computer is dumb. It does what you tell it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just like reads whatever you're made of and puts it together. If they did that, if they all three were meshed together, I would love if it came out with Gina Davis's head on Jeff Goldblum's body. And he was pregnant. Oh, you a freak. Okay. <laughs> we okay. freaks in this yeah, episode. <laughs> we get weird and we're cool. loving it. <laughs> It'd be like the sequel to Junior. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and instead of the fly, the sequel's called The Human? <laughs> the question mark. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> well, so I think that maybe what he should have done then is find like some other smart, attractive man mm-hmm. and maybe like put him in the pod. Mm-hmm. then they could have fused together and he could have just been a normal human being again. But what do I know? <laughs> or just use like Stathis. Yeah. Like you were going to well, kill him anyways, throw him in the pot, melt his feet off so he can't get out. And I said a smart, good looking guy so that like, that's... you know, because he didn't want to turn into maybe an asshole. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's but, uh, but yeah, you know. What about that guy whose wrist he broke in the bar? He could have been like, hey, you're burly. Let's do this. <laughs> With your burliness and my brains, yeah. we're unstoppable. You're the brawn, I'm the brains? <laughs> Only not, though, because he's also the brawn now that he is as strong as a fly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess he would have he would have been the stash because he had a great little handlebar. <laughs> he's like, that's what I'm bringing to the table. What do you guys the got? The stash. Um, I do love the part where they're, he starts fighting with Veronica and his uh, he starts to like shed. <gasps> Oh, oh so yeah. And that's like the most fly looking that we get. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The big eyeballs. Those big eyes. The yeah. Final transformation. Yeah. Big animatronic thing. Can we talk though about how incredible Jeff Goldblum's performance is? Oh even, yeah. And I would say even especially when he's under all the prosthetics. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's terrifying. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like he could have easily just been like, let the makeup do all the work. And he didn't. Right. Yeah. Right. He. Yeah. The way he talks is so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. again, because he's like such a charming weirdo. Well, yeah. He's got that. He's got the Jeff Goldblum like persona mm-hmm. under all the yeah. makeup, but it's just like slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like thinking more. Yeah. Mm hmm. Now I think it's time to go over our favorite reveals. Okay. I think I've already mentioned mine in this episode. What? It's when she comes over for the, I guess, first time mm-hmm. after like so many weeks. Four so weeks. There's like, that, yeah. there's like that fade out and then it's like four weeks later. Mm-hmm. And okay. Also, I've talked about this before. I am not a cigarette smoker. I have never been a cigarette smoker. But there are certain movies 
And I, I guess it's like women smoking cigarettes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> because look. like Un- we're unpacking another kink. Let's yeah. do it. I guess so. This because book. like because I wanted to smoke a cigarette watching Gina Davis <laughs> Gina smoke Davis. these cigarettes. Okay. And it, and I just remember it was the Candyman episode where Virginia Madsen was smoking cigarettes, <laughs> yes. and I wanted to smoke a fucking cigarette. I don't know what that is. That's we're gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dig into you that. Talk to your therapist about that, Zach. Yeah, there's some sort um, of like oral fixation there. The idea of like putting something in one's mouth. I guess interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Who knows? But yeah. So it's it's that reveal after like four weeks and she goes over to his apartment and he comes out with the canes and mm-hmm. uh you get the the score comes on really loud and uh so really sad. big i guess not really loud um and that's my favorite reveal in this movie mine mine is uh when he sheds and turns into more like the fly thing just because i think it wasn't that's a great choice it wasn't as expected i don't think because all of the other ones were after time had passed and you know, they had we hadn't seen him for a while. Oh yeah. So I like you this never one. actually yeah, you never actually see him transform to the next stage right. until that part. Right. So yeah. that's why I like that one. That's a good choice. Nice. Um I think I mean all the really gory moments were really effective and memorable, but I think the the scene that actually freaked me out the most was when he f- is reading the computer and he finds he he confirms that he's fused with a fly. Right. And mm. it's more just like like you're trapped. There's nothing you can do. It's hard. You're beyond the point of no return. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you could see that fear in his eyes. It's like, well, that's it. It's <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like that scene. I would. I, that's my favorite reveal. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, well, now it's time for a segment that I like to call the real monster. Run, run, run as fast as you can. I'm the gingerbread man! You're a monster! I'm not the monster here, you are! You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! Do you guys have some real monsters for the fly, for Seth Brundle? I kind of already said mine. It's alcohol and um, communication issues, guys. Come on. Okay. Come on. That's true. Just mm-hmm. talk. Be an adult, you know? Yeah. Grow mm-hmm. up. Jesus. Seriously. I mean, that actually does drive me crazy in my real life. I hate it when people don't. <laughs> I, I do. I hate it when people won't communicate with each other. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, just come on. Let's get through it. Let's just come do on. what we got to do. Come on. Let's Use your mouth. through the bullshit. Use your mouth. Yeah. Use your mouth. I get what I want. I was because I say, tell though, people what I want. People aren't mind readers. When you said, use your mouth, and I agreed with you. I will say there is a little bit of there. There's an asterisk at the end of that. Okay. Use your mouth unless you're Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, because uh, you're probably gonna leak some acidic vomit. Well, he's got to eat. <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay. Let me tell you something here, coworker. <laughs> I just. It is like. So my real monster. I have two. I have product placement in like I don't even know if you'd call it product placement, but he says. They're recording something, and he says, "Is it live or is it Memorex?" What? Oh yeah, I didn't understand the reference, but I assume yeah. Because like Memorex, I think was like a uh, they made like blank media that you could like record okay. on. Yeah, blank CDs, VHS tapes, blank cassettes. Um, That's funny. And so it was kind of like product placement. Like you didn't see it, but they used like I'm assuming was their tagline: "Is it live or is it Memorex?" Um, so that was weird. 
Um, and then the, my other real monster is jealousy. I want to take a screenshot of my real monsters. My number one real monster is jealousy. Nice. Nice. Look at us. We're all so uh, on the same page for this episode. That's right. Well, I don't know if we're all on the same page. What? <clears throat> Me? <clears throat> Me? <clears throat> Me? <clears throat> I mean, jealousy is part of miscommunication, especially in this instance, because he had nothing to be jealous about. Well, now I'm jealous yeah. of you for miscommunicating. <laughs> Look at this life imitating art. That's amazing. It's amazing how that works. Who else do you have, Danny? Where, or what else do you have for a real monster? Who else? I have uh, Hey, Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I have jealousy, and then uh, anyone who, and this is a popular one, and I'm sure I'm going to offend a lot of people, and I apologize. <laughs> anyone who vomits on their food before consuming it. Uh, uh, that's yes. another fetish. I'm such a stickler Ugh. for that. Uh, don't do that. Oh, God. Like, I, I didn't want to see the, well, like, okay, so he makes that, like, this is how I eat videotape, mm-hmm. and she has to, like, film it, and then you just, it cuts to Stathis just watching mm-hmm. it. And like, I was like, oh, that's so, that's going to be so gross. I don't want to watch this. But then when we couldn't see it, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I really want to see that tape. <laughs> yeah, you Then know, you hear it and it's almost worse. It's I'm, so wet and like drippy. <laughs> I'm trying to cut Ugh. back on sugar, okay? And this movie made it really hard. I really just wanted donuts and candy bars. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I I couldn't even like imagine food. I was so grossed <laughs> out know, by but, the end of this movie. I mean, you I know. I literally kept trying to actively not think of the movie that's how yeah. much it grossed me out you know though i don't get like grossed out really so i give you yeah. so much credit for that i Every wish time i did he vomited in this movie i vomited in real life <laughs> it was just like it was a disaster this is my fly watching bucket <laughs> yeah that's the, I, I have it by my side all the time anytime i may watch the fly which is once <laughs> or twice the only other time that i've I could not eat while watching a movie. And I don't know why it's this movie because I don't remember it being that like realistic was uh, Reanimator. Oh. Mm. And it was actually in college, Zach, when we were at when we were in school and I, I got there was this one place near us where I got like this spicy chicken sandwich and I was at home <laughs> in my like apartment trying to eat it and then it just got like really gross and I was like Ugh. and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's like put it oh, away. Man. Yeah, I mean, Ray Animator is pretty gross. Yeah, but it's like nothing ever bothers me. I could watch people. I could watch the people with their mouths sewn to people's buttholes in the human centipede and be eating pie, you know? Ew. Is there something that gets you that is just like... No, there's not. This is a test. Okay. The lard-ass scene in Stand By Me. I, I don't remember what it is, but I'm sure that it wouldn't matter. Uh, like nothing think of the grossest me. thing you've ever seen then multiply it by grosser yeah okay so watch stand by me with a blueberry pie and tell me if you can get through it well, yeah casey you need to watch stand by me because <laughs> in the last episode i heard you mention that you didn't understand the reference to uh oh what well, well now i'm forgetting the Vern to Vern. right but yeah. i didn't know Vern. i didn't know the character's name when he said jerry o'connell no, I, I realized don't. who he was talking about and i've seen stand mm. by me plenty of times it's just been years probably since the last time i've seen it okay um well, it's always stand by me is always it's always time for a rewatch okay yeah. but uh yeah there's nothing that bother there's nothing that gets me there's nothing that really bothers me i mean the bear scene in the revenant but nothing grosses me out 
Nothing. Okay. All right. Sad. We'll find something. It's sad. Mm. Mission. If anybody knows, if there's any listeners out there who know some really disgusting movies, send them our way. <laughs> yeah, what's we, the we, grossest we, scene you've ever seen? The goal is to gross me yes. out. We're taking a calls right now. Call, you're on the air. I didn't even remember <laughs> that in audition, the girl makes the guy eat vomit because it didn't even bother me. Uh, <laughs> I hate it so much. You know, you know, I hate that word, vomit. vomit but you know when I love it? In seven. In seven? When Brad Pitt's like, he like gets sick under the table. He's like, got his head in there. And he's like, what is it? He's like, fucking vomit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ugh. I love that movie. I recently you know, it's, watched it's that. It's funny that you mentioned words that gross you out. Because when I was taking notes for this, I didn't even want to write the word. I don't want to say it. It's disgusting. Stay it. Maggot. Maggot? <laughs> you know what so word I hate? Chowder. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I love chowder, but the word is disgusting. Chowder. Chowder. You want to chow down on some chowder? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is chowder. This has been Chowder Corner with Casey. This is All right. <laughs> chowder chat with Casey. Chowder chat. Chowder chat with Casey. Chase. <laughs> um. Yeah, so for real though, <laughs> listeners, if you have any gross movies that you think will get Casey to get on the same level of her chowder, uh, uh, let us know. <laughs> get on the level of her chowder. <laughs> get, get on my chowder level. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, All right. Do you guys have anything else to add about the fly today? Uh, yeah, the moral of the story, do not be a journalist and do not be a scientist. Nothing good can come from these things. Don't drink in science. Don't, yeah, don't yes. drink in science. Those are excellent points, the both of you. Yeah. Excellent, excellent points. Mm -hmm. That is all the time we have today for The Fly. Make sure to join us next week where we will be wrapping up our February love month with Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm -hmm. starring Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins, Tom Waits. Tom Waits! Uh, oh, yeah, Tom, Tom Waits. Tom Waits, yeah. <gasps> so, yeah, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? I'm on Instagram at WolfMotherCasey. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Salem. It's just my name. D-A-N-Y-S-A-L-E-M-M-E. -M -M -E. Two M's like the candy, melt in your butt, not in your hands. Wonderful. That's such a good tip. I'm glad we remind our listeners of that all the time. Um, <laughs> Just stuff them in your cheeks and you got <laughs> snacks for weeks. <laughs> which, which cheeks? Your butt cheeks? Your butt cheeks. <laughs> your butt cheeks. Yeah. You go from your butt cheeks to your mouth cheeks. Stuff them in your cheeks and you've got snacks for weeks. <laughs> It's like a reverse chipmunk or an upside down chipmunk. Oh my God. Oh man. Well, you can find me on social media at Zach Winsick. Make sure to check out our website at howimetyourmonster.com where you can listen to the show, uh, sign up for our newsletter, or uh, even check out some of our merch that we have for sale. Merchandise. Um, merchandise. Um, so that's it. That is it. <laughs> If you guys have any questions, comments, uh, you want to talk monsters, send me an email at Zach at How I Met Your Monster. 
or tweet us on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters. Go on, get go, go get them. Go on, get out. French fried tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs>